Welcome, everybody. Week 13 of Adventures Weekly. Yes, we have been locked down for that long. And it is the 13th of June as well. So we've got a double 13 happening. Well, it's 13 here in Australia anyway. Our guest is actually still on the 12th. So that's a little bit of luck coming our way at least. Now, as always, on the line, we have our magnificent Tiana. Where are you? Hey, Nick, I'm in Edgecliff. Woohoo! Right near the CYC and Wallara Sailing Club. Any sailing? Um, there were a few boats out this morning, um, but oh, it was just so nice to be close to the water and seeing everyone hustling and bustling around the club. It was lovely. Oh, I know. We're starting to relax things a little bit down here, everybody. So I'm sorry if you're in a part of the world it isn't at that point yet, but our winter series has started back up again and we're just waiting now to hear what else might be happening in the northern part of our country for that season. So without further ado, let's get straight into the first segment of the day. Sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. Yes, it is sailing news in 60 seconds. Well, it might be a bit more than 60 seconds because we're actually starting to get a bit of news, which is very exciting. To start with, after we've been talking about it, for the past couple of weeks now, New Zealand, the coalition government, has caved. They are going to let the America's Cup teams come in, basically in a nutshell. I will post a link to the story on my Facebook after this if you want more detail. But basically, we know that American Magic and Ineos Team UK have already got in their applications to head down into New Zealand, into the bubble. They'll still have to do a two-week lockdown at their own expense, but they are allowed in. And this, of course, happened after the crew of Avatar 2, the movie, were allowed in at the end of May and the sailors weren't given the same, uh, basically, respect, I'm going to say. So really nice to see that that's happening. Now, T, I'm going to replace your face. Is that all right? Can I replace your face? Yeah. You'll appreciate it. Bye. I'm just (laughs) going to put a little picture in here which is of the AC boat. This is for the Youth America's Cup. It's called the AC9F and it's been launched and it's flying in New Zealand. So that's very exciting. I know that Tiana's been following the Youth America's Cup quite closely. So I'll try and get her back up on the screen. There she is. So that's the boat that they're going to use for the America's Cup. It's launched, it's flying, it's Um, Now anticipated that that should start to happen and we'll see those teams get the same allocation as the official challengers and, of course, the defender and the challenger of record. No word yet from Luna Rossa and when they'll be heading down, but it's looking more like September, October, whereas Ineos Team UK and American Magic, we'll hear a bit more about that in a second, following on from our guest, but uh, they are heading down basically as soon as possible. Now, in terms of the Amokas, It is looking like uh, the Vendée Globe is set to go ahead on the 8th of November. So instead of seeing the race that was meant to start in June, uh, what was it called? I'm just flicking through here. There was meant to be a race that started on the 16th of June, which is called the New York Vendée Le Sable still on. That isn't going to go ahead. Instead, they're having on the Saturday of 4th of July at 15.30 French time, 22 skippers will set sail on the Vendée Arctic Le Sabladon, so just around the Arctic and avoiding the US effectively so that there's no issues there. Hugo Boss has gotten a new keel back on and they're set to go as well. That's in our headlines. And unfortunately, the Long Beach Yacht Club has cancelled the 2020 Congressional Cup. One of our first news items that was that it had been postponed when we first started this show. Do you remember, T? And you were very excited. Yeah. 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 yeah, you were meant to go to that event. But that has it was initially postponed from April to October. Now it's actually been cancelled due to the difficulty of travelling at the moment. And yeah. on that, we might get to our guest of the week. We might bring him straight in. He knows how difficult it is to travel around the world at the moment. But he is an 11-time world champion as far as we can tell. He's currently the skipper of American Magic, the New York Yacht Club challenger for the next America's Cup. Welcome, Terry Hutchinson. How are you? I'm doing well, Nick. Thanks. How are you? I'm so good. Where are you? I'm actually in in Canberra. I'm in Canberra, which is our capital city. It's inland. It's a bit weird. All right. That is a bit weird. It is very weird. I, it's, it, 
it's fun to listen to you all talk about getting back out on the water because we were we got out uh, last Wednesday, a week and yes. week and a couple of days ago on uh, the first Wednesday night racing um, that, as far as I can tell, is taking place in the United States. And uh, it was a beautiful night. Got to sail with my with my kids and my niece and and some family friends and stuff like that. And it's just yeah, it's uh, intoxicating. Oh. So it was really good. It's amazing yeah. how much you realize you've missed it once you get back mm. out. Unbelievable. Yep. No, We're very, very good at camping. Yep. So yeah. you managed to get back out with the family, which is the most important thing. When yeah. can we expect you guys to be training again to start off with? Yeah, I mean, it's a, um, you know, as you pointed out, things have gone reasonably well. Um, not reasonably well. Things have gone very well for the team. You know, the, the New Zealand government, um, I would say from our pers- our perspective has, you know, they've done a really good job managing an exceptionally tough situation. And, and, um, you know, we're incredibly thankful for the fact that they've, um, given us our exemptions into the country and, and defiance on her way there right now. She's about 500 miles West of, um, Mexico on her way into the, uh, South Pacific and into Auckland. So she'll be there kind of, um, I think around the 25th, 26th of this month. And, you know, with the exemption, there's a process that's going to take place in getting team members and family members in there. And, and our, um, uh, so we're waiting early next week. We'll have some comms from MB in New Zealand, which is kind of the governing body towards um, helping us through this and, and making sure that when we come into New Zealand that we're doing it in a fashion that isn't putting a massive burden on the system and that, you know, we come in, um, you know, the boat can come in, the shore team can come in. And then, you know, stage it a couple of days later that we get, you know, the, the rest of the team and and try to, as best we possibly can, just make sure that when we integrate into the community um, that we're safe and smart and, and respectful of the opportunity that we're being given. So that's the plan. I, I If it goes really well, uh, we'll sail somewhere around the 20th of July. Yay. If it goes really poorly, um nothing to do with New Zealand. It's when I say it goes well or poorly, it's just our logistics and stuff like that. Then we'll be sailing uh, the following week. So, but all's good. You know, it's nice to have clarity. This is a funny old competition and it's great to hear your, just in your introduction there, hearing the great one, John Bertrand speaking. And, um, you know, I know you all weren't around when that race was held, (laughs) but I was uh, 14 (laughs) years old in 1983 uh, when Liberty lost to Australia too. And, uh, what an incredible course that one race put on, uh, the America's cup and really for our sport. And it's amazing. A couple of weeks ago, New York Yacht Club did a, they released a three-part series with Dennis. Uh, and Dennis was talking about that last day and he was talking about the regatta. And, you know, I, I think what I took away from it was he felt that they were lucky to get that far into the series and to get to us, you know, a sudden death winner take all race because he knew Australia too was, a, was a lot faster. And uh, it's fascinating to hear, you know, from those guys, the, the details of, of that race. And I, you know, because it has so much history in our sport and, and everything that it's just, it's awesome to listen to those just nuggets of absolute America's cup gold. It's, Funny that you say that because one of the bonuses of COVID for me has been the opportunity mm. to talk to a lot of people in depth. Um, Tiana yeah. has raced against John Bertrand but didn't know the significance of 1983 until we actually yeah. interviewed him. So that was really fun. But That's yeah. cool though, huh? Yeah, so cool. I mean, that's – and that's – yeah, and it's – there was a great um, – there was a great uh, – documentary that I just, I happened to find somebody sent it to me on YouTube about Australia two's win. And there was a lot of talk about, um, I guess, uh, B show's dad became the boat captain and how they were talking about the, how the boat was so unreliable in the early, early stages of the competition and kind of, you know, 35% of the way through, um, they said, all right, um, Mr. B show, you're taking this on and you're going to be responsible for the reliability of the boat. 
And he goes on to tell the stories about how fragile everything was on the boat and how hard they were pushing the technology. So they win the regatta. The day after the regatta, they go out for a sail. And on the first tack, the main falls down because the headboard ripped off. And, you know, when you think about it in that context, so the very first tack that they're on uh, after they win the regatta, uh, the main falls down. And it's just like, well, good thing they didn't have to do one more tack. A hundred percent. Yeah, I know. So it's, it's stuff like that, that, that it's just, it's very, um, it's very humbling because, you know, this is a hard regatta to win. And, and I say that because I've never done it mm. and winning's never easy. And, and there's so few people, even over the course of a, almost 170 years, there's so few people that have actually, you know, that we know that have been in the, the position to win the regatta and, uh, and have executed on it. And I always laugh at Dennis's comment, which is, you know, there's a lot of people that claim to be America's cup sailors. Um, but so few people have actually sailed in the match and, um, and, and he's right. And that's the intrigue and that's the, that's what makes the competition so unique. So I don't know. It's an addiction. That's for sure. Definitely. But it's, it's funny that you Mm. say that because the last New York yacht club, uh, defender was, Liberty mm. in 1983. Mm. That's the last time that yeah. a New York Yacht Club represented boat made the match. Um, yeah. And now you're representing the New York Yacht Club. That's a pretty yeah. amazing amount of history right there too. Yeah. Well, you just gave me goosebumps because <laughs> it is a, um, it is a, it's one of those things that when I think about that 14 year old kid, sitting in the local sailing pub in Annapolis, Maryland, watching um, Liberty basically give up a minute lead um, at the last top mark. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's sailboat racing. So if you fast forward to this moment um, and I, as I was growing up and coming through, you know, just the sport, I mean, I've been a member of the New York Yacht Club for almost 25 years, but I'd never really, I don't think I appreciated the significance of the club's uh, spot in the sport until really becoming involved um, and spending a lot of time with the club leadership and meeting the flag officers and really getting to know um, the genuine enthusiasm that the club A has for the sport and how they redefine themselves after losing the cup and how they've become this great promoter of sailing, um, be it in Corinthian or um, in supporting America's Cup team and really covering all aspects of the sport. And it's in that way, now I go into the model room in, in the 44th Street Clubhouse, which if you ever get the chance, both can please come as my guest. Um, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of history that's in there and, and on the walls. So it's, uh, it, it took probably it's taken this long to appreciate the significance of it. And yet uh, I think back to that 14 year old kid sitting on a bar stool <laughs> watching uh, that race, you know, and getting to this moment in, in the sailing career, it's definitely, you know, it's an honor and it's, it's incredibly special. So. I don't think you would want it any other way than thinking about it in, in that way that a 14 year old yeah. kid was able to look yeah. at that be inspired by it and then be where you are now. Yeah. So on the flip side, it's yeah. pretty cool. Think about your no, kids. I think, I think you're, yeah, no, I think you're right. And, you know, time will tell how this whole um, event goes. You know, it's definitely unique and all the teams have been thrown for an unbelievable loophole with this whole worldwide pandemic. Yeah. And yet how lucky are we to enjoy your show and see some of these great legends, you know, seeing the interview with fish and Rob bundle and, and yeah. John and seeing some of the great people and the great, it was so um, in your introduction when I think it was Rob that was talking about anywhere you go in the world, if oh, you're a sailor, it. you have a family. Yeah. It's and so cool. you know, he, it's so true and it's so cool. And that's probably one of the, um, that's one of the best things about our sport. He's absolutely right. When it, um, when he speaks about that, because it is, you know, here we are, um, definitely separated by generation, (laughs) but we're all sailors. So we all have something in common straight away. 
Indeed. And we all yeah. love sailing with our family. I grew up sailing with yeah. my dad. Yeah. He grew up sailing with his dad, Tiana. I mean, T's dad's been yeah. my coach. I've been her coach. That's <laughs> yeah. All crosses over. I've got to be honest with you, though. I'm not so sure about the about the episode in the pool there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that was, was, uh, I was thinking. Oh boy, what am I going to do if I can't get yeah. in a boat for however long? Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on, on you for taking it on, though. Oh, thank you. That was uh, yeah. the mirror. That was the first time the refurbished mirror had actually been back in the water. So. Yeah, All right. it's the boat my sisters learnt to sail on. So, and they're younger All than right. me. So we've had that boat a little while. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's nice to have that stuff in the family. Well, yeah, this week, um, not only the COVID loophole, but, but by the way, and, and I know that's thrown you all for a spin, but the new AC-75 mm. foiling on a monohull yacht, that's yeah. been a, yeah. another challenge. The mule was one of the first. Yeah, that is a challenge. Yeah. The mule was one yeah. of the first training yeah. boats we saw foiling. Um, yes. I mean, tell me about that kind yeah. of sailing. Ah, oh, it's incredible. You know, the, the, the neat thing about the foiling and, and I'm an absolute rookie at it. And it's awesome to, um, it's awesome to sit and listen to Dean and listen to Goody and listen to Andrew Campbell and listen to the guys that have a lot of experience, um, at this side of our sport. Um, because every day you go out on the water, it's new, it's exciting. It, um, you know, you, the difference between the 75 and the mule, the mule, you were really into the, you know, you were in it and you could feel the, uh, speed of the boat. Um, the mule was, you know, it was, as you rightfully pointed out, I think it was the first, um, scale boat that, uh, was up and foiling and. Although Ben put his out as well, he was out a couple of weeks before us, so yeah. that's not completely true. And and he showed the showed the world what these potential boats were going to be capable of. Mm. Um, but the mule, you felt the sense of speed on the seventy five. You don't feel the speed, but oh, wow. when you get off the boat, there is an adrenaline rush that is. I mean, I, I, I'm always when I come off from sailing and you're grinding and you're doing all the stuff that you need to do, it's an unbelievable rush, and uh, that's a uh, you get done with your day and you're so tired, but you're ready for the next day. And that's the exciting part about it too, is that it's such a different um, aspect of our sport. And so every day that you get up and you go to work, you know for a fact that you're gonna learn something new and different. And that's, um, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. And that, you know, in a very simple way, when I got onto the J70 last week, I had so much fun because it was something that I hadn't done in a couple of years time. And so you gain a, a huge appreciation for all the aspects of sailing that we do. And I think it's very important what you say there because even though it's a leveler and even though we love it so much, when it does become your job, and for anyone who is a 14-year-old mm. sitting on a bar stool listening, when it yeah. does become your job, <laughs> <laughs> you really do yeah. need to avoid what I call um, getting stale or getting sick of something mm. that is a passion. So maybe yeah. maybe the good um, thing well, that's you, gonna come you, out of the lockdown is is that appreciation. Yeah. I you know the simple answer is yes. And I our well, you guys I am sure from afar see all the news that's going on in the world and stuff like that. And I know this is about sailing. So uh it's you know, there is a genuine um sentiment i think mm. in what you're talking about and you see it when you walk around and and um one of the things that you know through all the craziness that's going on in the united states one of the things that um somebody was speaking about that i thought was just quite interesting was um there needs to be a certain level of sincerity in everything that we do yeah and that was the neatest thing about walking around the the um boat park last week was there was a genuine sincerity of people just being happy to be back out on the water and to be around friends and, you know, our extended family. So in that regard, it was just, yeah, it's just awesome. It is awesome. Whenever I get it on the yeah. water with people who don't know me, uh, they'll often yeah. say to me, Hot, you know, do you not get to do this very often? <laughs> I'm yeah. one of the lucky ones. I probably get to go on the water more yeah. than most. 
sometimes it's just yeah. a rib, but I'm still so excited. And I hope that out yeah. of this, there are other people who feel that genuine excitement yeah. that I feel every yeah. time, you know? Yeah. So, no, that's right. It's a pretty special thing. That's absolutely right. Die hard. <laughs> yeah. That's, why we could do that's a good thing, though. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Fellow diehards unite. Now, we had a trivia competition run this week, Terry, and it uh, it featured yep. yours truly. So we've we've had <laughs> we've had oh, quite a few uh, people taking part in our trivia competition. Yep. I think we had twenty five hundred people this week. Yeah. So wow. yeah, we get quite a few people playing. So I saw that Charlie Enright was playing. He didn't win. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know you very well. <laughs> a little I, bit of a shout out well, to some famous Americans. No, well, it's all, it's awesome to see what Charlie and Mark are doing. Absolutely. And, you know, I hope I hope they win the next round of the world race because they're they're Me due. Too. Oh, they're fantastic, you know. But yeah, um, like speaking of where you started your career, we were talking off air, <laughs> and you didn't even remember. So the first question no. is. In what year did Terry Hutchinson win the Congressional Cup? And a shout-out to everybody who have actually had to make that really tough decision to call that off for this year because I know they tried yeah. really hard to make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for all those who answered 1992, only, oh my God. only seven years before Tiana was born. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That is some many, many, yeah, that is many moons ago. The funny thing is, is the um, current Commodore of the Long Beach Yacht Club, Charlie Legeman, was my host uh, the year that we won. And and so, you know, when he he told me what they were planning on trying to resurrect it and doing it in the fall and the Solings, it's just, you know, it was a great idea. And it's it was like you just said, it's unfortunate that they had to pull back on it. But everything happened for a reason. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, and hopefully they'll just come back with even more of vengeance next year. And yeah. I know the World Natural yeah. Racing Tour in general tried to get off the ground again this year and it just wasn't to be, yeah. which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Long Beach Jack Club, if there's one thing you know they'll do, they'll yeah. come back. They will come back. I, I have yeah. great faith. Now, here's another ah. blast from the past for you. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to have to call you out on this You're one. You're going to correct Nick. us? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a Corel forty five. It wasn't it was a Corel forty five. What's he? No. It was a J twenty four. So J twenty four. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if she no. got this question correct. <laughs> what was it called at least? Because T oh, reckon I know. it was called Titan. What was the J twenty four called? Well, that was that was the Corel forty five. Yep. But the J twenty four was called a Vita. A Vita. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's a fine. I that's love a shout. I love doing this <laughs> I've got no responsibility. It's great. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. J24. Now we'll see if you got yeah. this one right. You ready, San Francisco to? Bay. San Francisco Bay. Oh, wow. Great place yeah. to sail. Yeah. J24. It is a great place to sail. Gosh. Yeah. I've done a lot of match racing on Back J24s. In the... Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank it you. was a great, it still is a great boat. I mean, they last year, the Worlds were in Lake Garda, I think, last year, and they had 106 boats. 106? It's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, um, it is crazy, but, I mean, again, it's a it's a testament to the boat, mm. so. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, yeah. Well, J24, Avita. Yeah, yeah, Avita. In Ooh. what two years was Terry Hutchinson named Rolex Yachtsman of the Year? We know. Do you remember? Well, I know. Now. Tiana's <laughs> nervous now. Yeah. 2008, I just want you to know we're all. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Nice. And that was for. Nice. That was when you had the big run with Plenty in 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, Plenty and. Well, uh, and Bella. 2014 was Plenty and Bellamente and the mm. TP52. Yeah. So crazy. we had a pretty good run through. Yeah. I mean, the plenty was incredible. Mm. I mean, that was, we, we did our first regatta with Alex in Cabrillo beach and we were second. And then the next five regattas we won. 
on the track. And um, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, occasionally it all goes your way. And, Absolutely. Uh, well, I was there in and, Sydney when you won in Sydney. And that yeah, was, that was, that was a great, that was a great regatta. That was a great regatta because we, um, partly because we were winning in Long Beach at the first top mark yeah. and we coughed up the lead in the regatta and ended up second. And it was, you know, it was, as I was saying earlier, winning is exceptionally hard to do. And so every time you miss that opportunity, um, it keeps you awake at night. And the fact, so that regatta was in October in Long Beach and then the Worlds in Sydney were in February. And so it was a very short window and we were able to, to, to get back into it. But that was a great regatta. It was great sailing. We did three days outside and we did one day inside in the harbor because the sea state outside was so heinous. Oh. But it's great sailing, as you all know. It, oh, it was amazing, that regatta, too. I've never seen mm. far 40s surfing four-meter swells before. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. the first day was awesome. Yeah, the first day was really good. It was really rough. But it wasn't – yeah, I mean, it was just good, you know, going downwind. I mean, that was – that was uh, yeah, that was what the boat was made for, for sure. Far 40s planning like a dinghy. Give that to me any yes. day of the week. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No. But what you just said then about when you lose a regatta, I think that's something really interesting to pick up yeah. on because people will say to you on the last day of the regatta, oh, bad luck. But when yeah. you've been in that position many times, yeah. you know the exact point where it yeah. swung out of your favor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so, you also know luck had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Exactly. Somewhere exactly. along the way, your preparation, your preparation wasn't uh, perfect. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, you have to, um, when I think about that event in Long Beach, I know exactly where we lost the regatta. And, and when I think about the event in Sydney, I know exactly, actually, it was the first day was where we actually did our best because we weren't very good up wind in the, in the really big breeze in the sea state. And we won that regatta with our downwind speed. You're on the first day because we would yeah we'd get to yeah we'd get to the top mark and not great spots and you get to the bottom in second or third yeah so you were very good at picking which um downwind gate mark was favored too i remember watching mm, that games yeah. every time at that yeah, yeah. gate it was, ma- yeah. it was marvelous yeah. I don't know why I remember that, but it was clearly significant. So there you go. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> oh, boy, my memory is hilarious. So the next question, yeah. uh, how – oh, no, what was – in what TP52 series, what team did Terry act as both the tactician and a helmsman? We just spoke about quantum, and it features there in that picture. So anybody who got that question wrong is in big trouble. Big it trouble. Very distinctive that that picture there. Yeah. Yeah. Quantum Racing though, gosh, they pump out a lot of media. I actually have to thank Quantum Racing for how much they've done mm. in terms of creating interest for people outside of sailing yeah. through social media, yeah. especially. Yeah. No. Um. Well, Keith Brash, who does a lot of their work, um, has done an incredible job over really the better part of um a decade and a half. And, um, and I think as you rightfully pointed out, you know, they probably led a lot of that, um, social media stuff and, Mm. and with our team at American magic, you know, we measure a lot of our matrix off of how quantum racing does (laughs) because, (laughs) you know, I mean, because it, it's a, it's an incredible brand. Um, it's an incredible team and, you know, the 52s themselves are, um, you know, the boats themselves are just so much fun to sail and uh you know the racing is so incredibly tight but it's uh that that whole circuit and how that circuit has evolved how they've kept the circuit going together the group of owners that race these boats you know the the mix between the owner driver and the and the pros and the and the uh speed that gets created out of the new designs and you know it's a great it's a really really great playing field for everybody so, and the racing's just incredible. Oh, so, love the racing it. is amazing. It's some of the best. Yeah. The first one I witnessed, which you won in Key West in 2017, the last Key West race. Yeah. Week. And yeah. there were four of you tied. That was your first? 
that was the first time I yeah. saw you guys racing. Yeah. 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 And, and you won it, yeah. which is cool. I raced on Interlodge yeah. one day with Ian um, right. Walker up the back and, and then the next day yeah. there were four of you tied for first. Yeah. Yeah. Going into the last race and we actually, we had a cracking start. Um, Doug did a really good job weaving our way through uh, traffic on the start and we just had this cracking start and got our nose out and won the race and won the regatta. So, that's but very cool. it was, uh, that was a great, you know, Key West, what is, you know, what a great event and a great venue. And that, that place was, uh, specifically designed for the TP 52. I mean, that was just such an unbelievable spot to race those boats. Yeah. Oh gosh, so, it was beautiful. We have to resurrect it. Can we do that? We that would be ideal. Back. Anybody watching? <laughs> yes, please. I really want to try and make yeah. that happen. And gosh, quantum looked beautiful on that, on that beautiful water too, with the black and white and the yeah. turquoise yeah. water. Oh gosh, it looked beautiful. Yeah. So the no. next question, yeah. uh, and anybody who got this wrong is in big trouble as well. What does TP52 stand for or what is it short for? And we had a Thompson Peters 52, a Telefonica 52, a Transat 52, or a Transpac 52. Tiana, how many people got this right? Please tell me lots. A lot. Most people got it right, but five people said Telefonica 52. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oy vey. Oh, wow. We all know it's Transpac <laughs> yeah. 52. Crikeys. Yeah. All righty. The next question, what was Terry Hutchinson's role on America 1 in the 2000 Louis Vuitton Cup. A lot of people thought you were tactician, Terry, when I had a look. Um, wow, that's very, that's very, very we had a really, <laughs> yes, we had a great tactician in that regatta, in yep. John Kostecki. In John Kostecki, exactly. And you were on the main, the main trim up. I was. Awesome. Yeah, I was taking more advice from Sean Clarkson than I was, uh, I would trim it on and he'd say, okay, stop there. <laughs> so, um, but that was, yeah, that was a, um, for an entry into the America's cup and a, um, entry into the whole world of it. That was, I couldn't have asked for a better, um, team to be involved with because, mm -hmm. you know, Paul Carrot had just come off of winning the, um, the Whitbread in 97 and 98. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously John Kostecki's pedigree and, you know, he's just an incredibly naturally gifted driven sailor. And, and so to have those two guys um, to be able to work for them and with them. Um, and then, you know, the team that was, that Paul put together, um, you know, it was just, it was just a great experience. I mean, it was, it was one of those that we did, the absolute most that you could do uh, with what we had. And, you know, I think it's a, it was a true testament really to how smart Paul was at the game, how smart John was at the game and how we, you know, at least got all the way to the Louis Vuitton final. And what, you know, a lot of people would say today is still the best challenger oh. final that um, has, has happened. It was incredible. And yeah, came up a little bit short, but we'll have to life. get T to watch it... that one on YouTube. Have you seen it? No, <laughs> that might be part of your homework. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I got amazing. it all right here. You got it here? So, oh, it must yeah, be amazing. I got it all right here. But yeah. I think the word that a lot of people use for that campaign was resourceful um, for you guys. Yeah, I mean, that that was, um, again, I I think if – if you use that word, which is probably pretty accurate, you know, that's a lot of Paul's experience at the game and a lot of the people on the senior side of the management of that team, you know, they had, um, they had a lot of America's cup experience and they'd come off of, um, you know, defending in 95, um, where Paul worked for Dennis and, and, you know, obviously Paul's success in 92. Uh, you know, so there was, you know, there was a 10 year history really that he had in the boats and that those guys had. And so, you know, there was a, there was a bunch of us. I mean, at the time I, when I, when Paul hired me, I was 28 years old. Yeah, wow. And, and so, you know, it's like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> and, but it was something, I mean, I say it like that, but it was, I mean, I was, you know, chomping at the bits for the opportunity. And so when he hired me, it was, um, you know, whatever, 
whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And, and um, I was fortunate to be able to learn a completely different discipline. You know, I wanted to, you know, do John's job or, you know, be the tactician or be the strategist or be the backup helmsman and really, you know, had aspirations to do that. And, you know, very early on, Paul said, well, if you trim the main, I'll guarantee you that you sail the boat all the way through. And so I thought, well, okay. I, in the early part of it, I know I wasn't a very good mainsail trimmer. And at the end of it, I probably still wasn't a very good mainsail trimmer. But the neat thing about it was it taught you a completely different job on the boat. And from a team perspective, it gave you this massive appreciation for um, understanding the impact of the team dynamic of the boat, understanding the importance of everybody doing their job first before you get involved in somebody else's job. You know, you think about when we race and we do all this sailing and, and how many boats you get on where people try to step on other people's toes and then their job ends up being the shortcoming. And in that you know, in retrospect, I probably didn't know it at the time, but in retrospect, you know, one of the things that you quickly learn is when you're surrounded by, you know, 16 other really, really good sailors, you gotta, you gotta do your job to the nth degree. And so that was a great for entry into that, you know, mindset and learning that lesson. Um, and it gave you, gives you a great appreciation now when you get onto a TP-52 and you go racing with Skip Baxter or Warwick Flurry or, you know, guys who I would consider the, the top of the, um, of their trade in trimming the mainsail. Yeah. I, I mean, th they are the gas pedal for the boat. And mm -hmm. so it's, you know, in that regard too, it's really, um, you know, every time you sit next to one of those guys and you talk to them about their experience and what they're doing, trimming on the boat, it's just, you know, it's like, wow. You know, it's just, an, again, it's another level, but they're so good at their jobs that you just, you enjoy being around it. It's interesting though, that you say that the older guys brought you on, took you on under their wing. And that's mm. something that we see yeah. in sailing often yeah. is the continued yeah. Yeah, backing for the younger yeah. generations. Yeah. We have some great young guys on our, on American magic, you know, I mean, Dan Morris and Mac Ignazy and Trevor Bird, um, yeah, these they're they're um, super good athletes. They're good sailors, and they're becoming better sailors. And you know, in that regard, um, it's exciting to watch that. I mean, Mac is twenty five years old. Oh wow! And you know, you yeah, you can tell he's a really good sailor. He's a really good athlete. Um, he's a really good sailor. Um, but you know, he's he's learning, and he's you know, it's. You get onto the AC seventy five and it is straight into the deep end, and and so, you know, Matt. So he grinds and trims the jib. You you bearing away at at you know, pretty. You know, you'd be passing cars going across the Sydney Harbor Bridge at the speeds that we're going, and um, and so you know, and he's got a couple little adjustments that he's got to make on the boat. It's got to be done perfectly, and he's got good goody chirping in his ear. You know, ease a little bit more. You know, not too much. You know. It's like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> hey, don't screw this up, right? <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Um, but it's fun to be around that energy because um, there is, they give, the younger guys give as much to um, the, you know, the older guys um, as hopefully we can give to them. And, and it's, you know, being in the position that I'm in with the team, you know, you can never you can never thank those guys enough for what they bring. I'm not sure if they see it because, you know, you, you have to, you have to get hit in the head a couple of times um, to see it. And, and yet, you know, it's great to have them with us. Well, it was probably the same with you. You just said how lucky you were to start with Kostecki. You know, oh yeah. You were probably yeah. that. I, yeah. That's yeah. Story. I wasn't, no, I wasn't, you know, these guys are better yeah. because I was, I was a little bit more pigheaded. You know, John had to ride me a little bit and rightfully so. And, and, um, and in retrospect, you know, it was, again, it was some of the, that was, that sailing was some of the best sailing to have been involved with, you know, the 2007 campaign with team of Zeon was awesome to be involved with. Um, you know, this campaign that we're doing right now is, it is, um, 
it's awesome to be involved with because the boat is is exceptionally cool and yeah. and it's so much different than anything like I was saying earlier that I've experienced that it's just it's really fun in that that regard to be a part of it and it's yet a, yeah. um groundbreaking yeah you know, we're still yeah. writing the story yeah yeah, yeah. and we're yeah. still writing the story so we gotta we gotta make sure the story has a good ending that's what everybody wants really isn't it but as you mentioned yep. we'll, we'll go back to the trivia um uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, so the oh, next geez. question, you like that photo? Isn't that cute? Yeah. How many America's Cup campaigns has Terry Hutchinson been a part of? We could track down four. So mm. America won. Are you counting this one? This one, yeah. You're counting four? this one? Is it five with this no, one? I didn't, Not no, five, I didn't five with this one. Five with this one. So four previously. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So America won was your first. Then yep. your second was Emirates? Stars and Stripes. Stars and Stripes, and Emirates. Then, yeah, and then Team New Zealand, and then Artemis. Yeah, yeah. Artemis. Did you yeah. did you sail with Goody then as well? Because you mentioned Paul Goodison just before. No, no. So, yes, no. So I was there through 2012. Mm. Yeah. So stepped hard. away a bit before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the hard times yeah. with Artemis. Yikes. Let's move on from that. Sending love to all involved. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. All righty. Next question is our Emirates question. But yes, we'll say four campaigns, five, including this one. Who was Terry Hutchison mm. tactician for in the 2007 America's Cup? And this is where a lot <laughs> of the relationships that we see in this current campaign, yeah. it was yeah. Emirates Team New Zealand. Hooray. Yep. With the mighty Dean Barker, who's now back on with American Magic. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's a, um, well, it, it's a, um, you know, one of the things that the experience at Artemis taught me was if, if I want to steer the boat, I can't do anything else mm -hmm. because it requires a singular focus. And, um, and, um, you know, Dean has the experience you know, we get asked all the time, you know, why is Dean Barker the helmsman? Yeah. And it's pretty simple because he has the experience across all the um, foiling mm -hmm. um, America's Cup cycles. He has experience at the game. Um, you know, our, when we were helmsman and tactician, we're the only um, combination there that has won the Louis Vuitton series in a, in a sweep mm -hmm. over the course of that, of that uh, competition, which was exciting. And, I can't think of a person who's been at this game long, as long as Dean has, who's due to uh, have a one of these regattas go his way. And when you look at guys like Ed Baird, you look at Grant Dalton, guys who have persevered through the good times and the bad of it, mm -hmm. it all comes right. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, this is a different one yet again. And every day that we're out there sailing. Uh, I know we're, we're lucky as a team to have Dean steering the boat. Um, he brings the right demeanor to the boat. He's, you know, we, his skills and are never really in question. You don't have to worry about on the day what Dean Barker is going to show up. You know, you're always going to get the same, uh, consistent, you know, this inward aggression person that is also very cool and cut. Um, we spent 2018 doing the quantum racing mm -hmm. and so we kind of, you know, reminded ourselves of all the things. And it was, it was fun to go racing again, 10 years past from what we had done in 2007. And in between those 10 years, there was a lot of yelling and screaming at each other and, and, and great competition. And, and, you know, the one thing that, you know, through all of it, never lost any respect for him as a person or as a competitor. And so it was, I'm excited for how well that relationship picked up. Um, and, you know, he and I are quite different people, which is another, I think, strength to the whole thing. So, but yeah, I mean, we got a long way to go. And, you know, you put somebody like Paul Goodison into the mix, who's just incredibly, incredibly good. I mean, it's just, you know, again, there's another guy that is just like, man, he is, he is so good at the understanding of the boat. He's got a little bit of mad scientist about him. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's had some time steering the boat as well. And it's been exciting to watch him do that because he's very good at, you know, he's obviously he's an Olympic champion. And so clearly he's a good sailor and, and Andrew Campbell, who's the flight controller and Andrew's just got this perfect demeanor for his job. And it wasn't, you know, when we, when we put this band together, kind of, you knew where Goody was going to fit in and you knew what he was going to do and you knew what Dean was going to do. And Andrew was kind of one of these, you know, he was hired to kind of be to, he and I would work together and to, but as the boat evolved, he stepped up and said, Hey, you know, can I take this job on? Here you go. And he's, you know, he's uh, absolutely the right person for the job. His attention to detail is exactly what we need. So it's exciting to watch. It's, it's really interesting as well that you said with Dean and, and Goodison as well. I mean, they've, both had big losses and we spoke earlier in the show about those losses and where you Mm. know that you made the error. And I firmly believe Mm. sometimes you learn so much from a big loss. It could be a story. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, you learn a lot more from losing than you do from winning. Mm. Winning masks all the problems. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, when you lose, it highlights where you're weak. When you win, you're still weak, but it hides, you know, you have the, the taste of the uh, of the success, and so um, I would absolutely say that what you just said is one hundred percent accurate. And um, losing also makes you appreciate how hard it is to win. Yeah. And so you know and we then, have to um, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, and then and then with the national thing as well, because this America's Cup is a little bit more strict than we've seen mm. in past years. So you have Dean, yeah. who's a Kiwi, and Paul, who's British, technically. Um, as far as I can tell, they're all American. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> they've been adopted. Um, we're, we're claiming them. Yeah. Dino moved. He moved back to the states uh, right after Bermuda. So Copy. he he's lived. Yeah, I mean, since 2017, he's lived. Yeah spent a year in park city and, and did that. And then, you know, obviously moved to Newport and Goody came, you know, as soon as we got the residency requirements and we knew what that was going to look like, those guys uh, straight away moved. Yep. Um, and, you know, I've set themselves up in the U S yeah. There's, yeah. there's Aussies that yeah. are now UK. There's Kiwis that yeah. are US. There's Aussies yeah. that are Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems it's a happen, unique blend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Yep. Alrighty. Let's move on to the next question. So that was Emirates to New Zealand. And then this is an interesting one, actually. What major event did Terry Hutchison win as skipper in 2011, 2012? A, the TP52 series, B, the World Match Racing Tour, C, the Rolex Big Boat series, which could still go ahead in September. We'll see. I'll be there if it does. That would be great if it did. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm meant to be there commentating, so we'll see. And all the Transpac Yacht Race, which hopefully uh, we'll, we'll go ahead next year. So we know it's the World Match Racing Tour. So you do have some, you do have some match racing under your belt. <laughs> a a people, little. Just a little? Just a little? A little. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Um, I, the amount of yeah, questions they, we they, had. They, about the experience that you might have with match racing as opposed to fleet racing and then the relationship yeah. with Dean Barker. And I think we've spoken about that at yeah. length, but match yeah. racing, if it comes down yeah. to it. Yeah. No, it's, um, I'm sure in some capacity it will, but mm. if I had to choose better match racing skills or a faster boat, mm. I'd go with a faster boat cause it makes the match racing skills really easy. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's going to be, we haven't done any racing in the boats, mm. so we're all going to get thrown into the fire. And, um, you know, I think in that regard, it'll be interesting to see, but you know, this is more so than ever, especially with the upwind start now, you know, the reaching start and the, the bare way to a downwind, uh, leg really highlighted keeping the boats close. Mm. Um, the upwind start, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out and what that looks like. Um, because I would suspect the faster boat there really is going to just bugger off and go. And from there, it's about executing the maneuvers and staying, yeah. staying in um, good pressure. And how, I mean, a, a question that I want to ask, 
How close can you get these boats to one another with the apparatus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they haven't um they haven't defined uh, completely, but there'll be probably a one meter di- diamond around the boat where uh, you can't if you infringe the uh, the space, then as much as anything, you gotta you'll end up getting a penalty. So it's a hull extension. Yeah, you know, we're still yes. So we'll we're still waiting to get that information and. And, you know, really missing those two events in Italy and, and yeah. in the UK yeah. put all, yeah, put all of us a bit on the back foot, but it's even for everybody. So, mm. you know, you can't really, um, it, in some capacity, I would say there that the challengers knowing that we're going to do the Christmas cup and then have the, the, um, challenger selection series, uh, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a good situation to be a challenger because we'll have a lot more racing than the defender. will. yeah, indeed. And, this is this in this America's Cup. I was trying to explain to T. We're more traditional, where the mm. defender isn't taking part in the Challenger Series, which we saw in Bermuda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to normal. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it is uh, again, it's it's funny how this one has all played out, mm. and um, you know, each team is writing their own story, and so there'll be three teams with a uh, a sad ending and one team with a with a with a smile on their face when it's all over so uh yeah golly you just don't know yet do <laughs> i know you? what book i want to write yeah, <laughs> no. exactly i know what book that 14 year old would want to write so we'll stick with that <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah no so, that's um, right and the um, it, the sorry, amazing sorry. thing is is probably it's the um the success probably has already been determined by the design teams mm. yeah you, you so. mentioned the faster boat will take off. And I, I remember saying, yeah. um, you know, a fast boat makes a tactician look good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yep. easiest. Absolutely. It is the easiest boat to win on. Yeah. And anyway, we'll see. Yeah. We will soon see. Yeah. It'll be exciting. It will be exciting. So the last question for the trivia, which was won by Stake Outry, by the way, everybody, is fill in the blank. Terry Hutchinson is an blank time world champion. I think it was given away by saying N, N, because the only answer there that starts with a vowel is 11. Uh, (laughs) For any grammatical nerds out there, I'll always make sure that questions are at least grammatically correct. (laughs) Little hint. 11 (laughs) time world champion. So day 24, Corel. TP actually seventy two. Yeah, the J twenty four the the uh the TP. I'm looking all right. Yeah. Can we do a little tour? Yeah. Can we are we allowed to are we allowed to do yeah, are we allowed to do a little tour? Yeah, take us for a walk. It's a bit it's a bit of a mess. No, that's okay. I will please take us for a walk. So if you look up on the you can see around Mm -hmm. the walls there. Yeah. So all the boats up there are boats that I've won world championships in. Amazing. So actually, it's um, 16. Oh, so. 16. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. How did you get that so that's wrong? Right. <laughs> it's okay. It. Oh, my goodness. Because the, the one that's actually wrong is the Teton in the Corral 45. We were second. Yeah, so there you go. So that's oh, all right. I'm sorry. She can't trust the internet. In her defense, she did try to email you. I she did. I know, (laughs) and I was horrible because I was. I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's not. No, it's not your fault. No, it's all good. Yes, it is. It's all good. No, it's all. It's all good fun. I think. uh, Absolutely. Oh, I mean, it's amazing if it was 11, but 16 is incredible as well, and it. I mean, even talking to Bob Fisher about three Hornet World Championships and a Fireball World Championship, I think that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. these things that people have done which are underestimated. I think even a, a Hornet Nationals yeah. in the UK, which he's won four of yeah. as well, would have been like a Worlds. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, but you know what? To keep it kind of all on an even keel, so to speak, you're only as good as your last race. Exactly. And so... <laughs> So what was your last if, race? Uh, Wednesday. Wow. Well, yeah. 
Okay. I was thinking about the Maxi Worlds in Bellamente last year, which we won the last race. So, you know, and we won on Wednesday night. So, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Two wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but, fantastic. No, I'm not sure that, yeah, I'm not sure that counts. So, because oh, it was, it was a, a big smiling race. That's for sure. That's what, what that race was about. Oh, excellent. But, I'm just trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying actually now to get a photo. One of our followers has actually sent me a photo of you and said that maybe this was one of your best moments. I just can't get it to um, download. Hang on. I'm going to try though. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> Here we go. So one of our <laughs> oh, <followers. dear. laughs> one of our followers sent us this photo and said, you know, maybe you're as good as this race. See if I can get it for you. Here we go. <laughs> there. I'll just oh give you a little God. flash. That would have been it. my senior year in high school. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago, apparently. One of the neat, yeah, one of the neat things um, about yeah. growing up in Annapolis and and back uh, <laughs> when that picture was taken was I was um, the Naval Academy uh, would it allow me to come out and train with them. When I was in high school, because uh, my high school was, you know, it's a five minute walk over to the Naval Academy. And so this was a time where you could come in onto the academy grounds and, you know, it was a little bit more relaxed. And so I would rig up and go sailing with their college sailing team. So that's from Blake Middleton, yep. who sends his best and he uh, calls this one lazy <laughs> gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. He commented no, he's right. on the Blake is a good man. Yeah, he's a great man. Yeah, so All shout right. out to Blake and anybody else from the US who's watching. But he he uh he mentioned it in the comments and Tiana picked up on it and before Tiana had even messaged yeah. me the comment, I had the photo in my in text to me, so that was quite fun. But yeah, it's um I, I guess that's another form of the community that we, we know and love in sailing as yeah. well. Like it's what yeah. keeps us going. Yeah. So thank you yeah. very much and for joining us tonight. And sorry. Oh. Well, I was just going to say Blake's a great guy. You know, he's done an incredible job at uh, running races and keeping sailing going in in the in Minnesota and out on Lake Minnetonka. And so, and uh, it's thank you for sharing that picture, Blake. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, so awesome. I actually met Blake. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my original followers from back in MySpace days in two thousand and four. All right. Yeah, and I met him when he came right. to Sydney and we've been good mates ever since. So he's definitely one of the right. one of the fellow diehards. So yeah, yep. great guy. Awesome. But on that, uh, we wish you all the best with everything. It's great to hear that you'll Thank be you. able to get into New Zealand at least. That must be a massive relief. Yes. Mm. Yeah, massive. Yeah. Massive Thanks to relief. Avatar. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'll love it. It's that a unique now. experience. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, this is one for the ages. So yeah. we're just, you know, we're grateful that it's all gone in the right direction. And there were a lot of people inside New Zealand and obviously the, um, you know, from, from afar, you'd have to say that the government and the prime minister have done an incredible job of managing a very difficult situation. So we're grateful that they gave us our exemptions and we look forward to getting to the Southern Hemisphere. A hundred percent. I mean, there were a lot of people yeah. only two months ago who would have bet money on the cup not happening. So yeah. the ability for New Zealand to get on board, realize it's important and for yeah. you all to realize how important it is as well. I think yeah. health has to be the focus of 2020. And then if we do that, we'll be able to yeah. make 2021 one hell of a year. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> be rude not to. Exactly. We're going to bring it back. So. Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you for joining us. Nice. Hopefully, we'll catch up with you again thanks, soon. Nate. Oh, no, thank you. Yes. And um, and thanks for sharing Absolutely. all your stories. And um, yeah. good, good luck to, um, to everybody who's heading down to New Zealand. Thanks. Indeed. We'll, um, we'll see you very soon. If you stay on the line for me, Terry, I'll grab you in just one sec. Everybody else, okay. next week, it was meant to be the start of the Newport Bermuda race. So I was meant to be there again. Love that race. We should have Summers Kemp with us, John Burnham with us. We'll also have uh, the race chairman and we'll be talking about how you can get involved and race the race virtually. So we'll be looking back at the last edition, the first time we saw Maltese racing. Of course, Wizard took the win in the Gibbs Lighthouse division and we saw 
Grundoon take the win. Uh, fantastic, fantastic race. So make sure you join us all next week. That will be at 10 a.m. Aussie time, which will be 8 p.m. EST. And so we'll hope to see you all then. Thank you so much again, Terry, and have a fantastic week, everybody. Stay safe. Thank <laughs> you.